It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is Jordan Suggs. And when I'm driving around sunny Orlando, I'm always cranking up in the zone. Now, back to the show. Back at it here on In the Zone. We got you covered. The latest news, topics, and headlines in the sports world on the daily as you make your way on home from work. Time now for our In the Zone player of the night. Steph Curry says, oh, I'm not an all-star starter. Watch this. Curry wants to dance with Harris. Step back, Jay. Go! Steph Curry. Curry, jumper, bottom. It's a three. Embiid loses it. Hits the floor, trying to save it. Ball knocked around. Curry, he's got the angle and the bucket. There's nothing quite like watching Steph Curry when he goes absolutely ballistic. Dropped 37 points, hit eight threes in the process. 119-107 win for the Golden State Warriors over the Philadelphia 76ers, who we will talk about in just a second. And Curry showing all of us why we can't give up on the Warriors just yet, no matter how hard I try. He is our In the Zone Player of the Night, presented by Mills Air. Call today, get that AC serviced by the best, 407-277-1159, or find them online at millsair.com. Joel Embiid scored 14 points last night in that same game after playing 30 minutes. Not his best game, but the thinking here is that he was playing through an injury. He fought back to get onto the court, missed a couple of games prior to this one uh, so that he could help to preserve his MVP candidacy. Now, why would he need to do that? Well, prior to the season, the NBA's new collective bargaining agreement changed the eligibility criteria for some of the league's major awards, including the most important of all, most valuable player. Halfway through this season, uh, you now have uh, you have to play at least 65 games to be even eligible for this. Well, Embiid, who would be the odds-on favorite, has already missed 12. That means he's got five more that he can miss, and a sixth miss would disqualify him from MVP consideration at all. And it's a big deal. Uh, I mean, an MVP award is something that, that stamps your legacy. It means a lot to these guys. And sometimes there's a pay increase that goes with it. And in the worst-case scenario, storyline-wise, for the NBA, their top player is going to be disqualified from the MVP award, and it could end up tainting the award, where the guy who does end up getting it, you go, yeah, but Joel Embiid was actually the best player in the league this year. And I'm already seeing articles today. This one from Forbes.com that says NBA's 65-game rule backfires as players express frustration. My question is, what are we upset about? Why is it that in the NBA, NBA media, fellow players, don't applaud a guy who tries to go out there and gut it out and play through an injury in every other sport? This is the expectation. If you can go, you find a way to go. 
in the NBA, we're so worried about preservation that we end up babying these guys, and it creates this culture where if you have a little nick and bruise, my God, you cannot play. What if you're not at 100% when you're out on the court? Or, God forbid, you get hurt down the road. If there's an added pressure that's been put on Joel Embiid and others to play, good. He should feel pressure. The guy makes $52 million a year. Fans pay good money to watch him. He should feel pressure. It's called being a professional athlete. I don't feel bad for him. He's got a great life. And the one pressure that is put on you, or two really, is play and play well. That's it. Then you can have the best life ever, and nobody will bother you. And I think that there's going to be a conversation surrounding this games played criteria, and that's fine, but also consider history here. Since 1980, and eliminating any sort of strike-shortened or COVID-shortened seasons, zero players have won the MVP award after not playing in at least 65 games. Zero. And that was before they changed the rule. In fact, the fewest games played in the last 30-plus years for an award winner was 66, and it was Joel Embiid, and it was last season. So if the rule is putting pressure on players to play, I say good, the league got it right. What say you? Yeah, I'm on the same page as it because... Think about it. I, I thought with the 65, it kind of seemed like an odd number with, uh, you know, 17 games is what you can miss, or 16 rather. My, my mindset when this first started was, yeah, if you miss, you have to play in at least three-fourths of the season. If you miss a quarter of the season, an 82-game regular season, so about 20, 21 games, give or take, then, yeah, you probably shouldn't be qualified for those awards because of the time that you did miss. It's unfortunate, and I think that Joel Embiid this season, because he's going to be teetering right at that line, will be the tell-truth of, okay, do we need to adjust this number? How do we feel at the end of the season? Was Joel Embiid MVP, and should he deserve it playing in 62 games? It's going to be the perfect example of where we are currently at with that number. I really do feel that because I think Joel Embiid will be the MVP at the end of this season as long as he meets that criteria. But he's not going to. uh, I'll hit refresh on the feed here. I don't know what the the diagnosis is for Joel Embiid just yet, but he, he went down in a heap last night. He already had a knee injury, and he can only miss six more games. We're not even at the All-Star break yet. We just passed the halfway mark, the halfway mark, and he's only got six more games that he can miss, or five more games, really. The sixth one, it would disqualify him. The interesting thing would be if the rule didn't exist and Embiid is having the season that he is, where I think we all agree that if you take the injury out of it, he's been the MVP of the NBA, right? right. Okay, we all agree on that. If Joel Embiid wound up playing 60 games this year and there was no rule, would he be the MVP still putting up the numbers that he is, or would that disqualify him from voters? I think some people that are on the other side of the argument, and when I first started thinking about this, I thought that's where I was going to land. When I'm like, how do I, I ask myself, how do I feel about this rule? Where do, do I think that, that it is gonna, has caused more good or harm in the league? I thought I'd be on that side. Uh, but So before I get too far in the weeds on that, do you think if he played 60 and put up the numbers he's putting up right now, he'd be the MVP? Or would voters use it against him? 
I'm going to say, you know, I'm going to say yes. And so what does that say? It probably says that that number of you can miss 60, 16 games should probably slide down to the 2021-22 mark. It's And again, that's what I was getting into. This is the season that we find out that number. This is the year. If Joel Embiid does play 60 and isn't qualified for, for it, and everyone still feels that he should be MVP, that's where the number changes. And we credit the NBA all the time. They're not afraid to try new things. They will go back next season and say, hey, seven, you know, that 65-game mark, that was, it, it, we, we should have given more wiggle room. That new number is 60. <laughs> like the, I think the NBA is not, is not afraid to go back on the rules that they have set like that if they do feel it is for the right purpose. But I think when you look, that's why I wanted to look back historically. Right. This is where they came up with the number 65. If you really dig into the numbers of players that have been voted as the NBA MVP in years prior, no one has ever crossed that threshold. So they're probably set it thinking, well, it doesn't matter because nobody that would miss that much time would be voted the MVP anyway. Yet here we are in a year, the very first one, where you actually wonder if that would be the case. If he missed, if he only played in 63 games or 64 games, that he could still be the MVP in years past that would have cost you the award. And history tells you that. Most MVP winners play in the range of 72 to 78 games in a season. Let me ask you this, because I do know that the number of average NBA games played by NBA players has gone down over the years. Players yeah. miss more games in today's NBA than they ever have before. So although no MVP has ever won out of playing less than 65 games, should that number be lowered considering players miss more now? That's but that, no, and okay. that Z that that right there, you almost tripped me up <laughs> because when I first started thinking about this topic, my initial inclination was to go, man, the NBA got it wrong. They got to change the rule. And then, and then I really asked myself, why do you feel that way? Because players feel pressured to play through an injury that they're able to play through. That's the point. That's why they came up with this. So it's working. It sucks to see players get hurt. I am not cheering for Joel Embiid to get hurt. But Tyrese Halliburton last night is a good example of this. Not only is it the MVP award, because Halliburton's not going to win an MVP, but this also applies to your all-NBA status, which really affects the dollars of their future contracts. Tyrese Halliburton is in fear that if I miss too much time, I'm not going to be all-NBA eligible. That could cost him like $40 million. I don't think he was going to play last night, but he did because he's trying to meet a certain criteria. And he played 22 minutes. He wasn't even available down the stretch last night in a close game against Boston. And, yeah, it sucks that they didn't feel like they could use him. But good. The guy suited up and played a little. And and I've always thought that why do we have to take load management to this extreme where you just don't play at all? What about just playing a little? Isn't that also load management? Yet you still go out there and what are you doing? Entertaining the fans, people that pay money to see you. Fans want to see stars. And if the league has an issue, the big I think we would all agree, the biggest issue this league has is that their stars choose not to play too much. And they had to come up with a way to legislate that. 
the fact that it's putting pressure on players is a win. That's the unfortunate thing is the competitive nature of the game. That used to be enough. That used to be enough for your Joe Schmo NBA player. Didn't have to be Michael Jordan, the most competitive player in this league's existence. But just a, a, a rotational player back in the day, it would be. It doesn't matter about the money. It doesn't matter. It's about, I want my team to win tonight, and I can benefit my team. That is the ultimate question that I think uh, that gets lost in translation with, with players and whether they play, whether they rest. When you're banged up, you're not injured, you don't have a, a broken this, a broken that. When you have a strain, maybe even a sprain, a sore, which pops up on injury reports every single night for every single team, is a sore this. Can you benefit your team out there on the court? Are you healthy enough to be better than the man behind you? If that answer is yes, that's where you're leaning towards playing. If that answer is no, your ankle is so banged up right now that I am not better than my backup, then you shouldn't play. And that's kind of the, that's the, the question that uh, anytime there's any you know suggestion of, oh, I'm hurt, I don't feel right, the automatic answer is okay. You're out. Exactly. And but like, that, like why, yeah. and why can't we meet in the middle? Why can't that? There's and there's. By the way, the answer to the question I'm about to ask is there's no reason why this can't be the case. If you say I'm banged up, so like if you're Joel Embiid, I don't think I'm better than Paul Reed tonight. So Paul Reed should go. Mo Bamba's the third string. So a bang. And now you have to ask yourself this. Am I better than Mo Bamba would be tonight? And if the answer to that is yes, and you're good enough to play, bring Joel Embiid off the bench. Why can't you do that? There's nothing in a there's nothing in the rule book that says you can't come in and play a few minutes for your team and try and help them, help the second unit. Nothing in the rule book that says that. Yet you never see it. Just get, just find another way. Yeah. We see, and in the NFL, probably an unfair comparison because it's such a physical sport and it's a sport full of tough guys. But we see wide receivers go out all the time, and what do they do? They play the decoy role. You could do something similar to that in the NBA, and it's just like a, like you said, it's a non-factor. The second it's I'm a little off, you're out. There's no in between. And right now, what we're seeing is this in between. Embiid was hurt last night, scored 14 points. Tyrese Halliburton only played 22 minutes, yet he's a superstar that usually plays like 38. It, I think it's the optics for a lot of people is bad. I think this is actually really good for the NBA. It is funny that the, the biggest problem in the NBA, for the NBA, for NBA fans, is the stars not playing. Like, There's no doubt about it. That's the biggest problem. And they put in rules like this, and now you're right. There's pushback on the, oh, well, Joel Embiid deserves it. And this rule was put in place so we could see Joel Embiid play more for that motivation. It is funny. It is kind of backwards how uh, you know fans can pick and choose how they feel about certain things, even if they don't. It's like politics. Sometimes you, you feel one way for about one thing, but you feel very different about the other side. And you just kind of, you're in between. And that's what <laughs> NBA fans do um, as well. I do want to, to put a bow on this and say, injuries stink. Yeah, that, that, is, right. that is one thing maybe we didn't put across enough. Players get hurt, and that is a reality. And it stinks that players get punished by not winning awards if they miss that marker. Too, life's hard, you know? <laughs> right. Not life's, everything is fair. Life's tough. Get a helmet. That's it, uh... you, you said it. I've never had the... 
I've never had the um, courage to pull that liner out on air, but I'm glad you did. <laughs> All right, text us. Let us know what you think. 50857. We're back with more in the zone after this. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.